Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome back to the After Maghrib podcast, hope you've had a fantastic week. We wanted to talk to you this week about something a bit interesting. We were scrolling through TikTok recently and we saw a caption which said, Arabs invented Islam. If you're not Arab, don't call yourself a Muslim. That is something which blew our minds and we don't know really where to begin, but I think I should start by asking an Arab. Sayyid Ali, Assalamualaikum. I'm okay bro, alhamdulillah How's the week? It's Yeah, it's been okay, it's been um, yeah busy as usual um, But I'm very glad because we have a dear friend in town mm. Mm. The poet, Sha'ar al-Husayni Nouri Sardar, assalamu alaikum How are you What's doing up? bro? Good you, bro? All good? What's going on? Great to be here Yeah, it's good to have you back So excited, it's good to be in it's your amazing. presence I'm last, to be in, this, in your presence after my podcast Not at all, but not at all. I watch all your episodes, every single one is that so, legit? No, as in I see you on YouTube, I press like and I just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Fair no, enough. I see some episodes, mashallah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Good, good, good conversations. Down. How's life in the US? It's nice. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, ups and downs. Um, Have you seen any downs? red MAGA hats? No, I haven't. Interesting. Might buy one. I'm joking. No. <laughs> What's that? No, no, yeah. MAGA. Make America great. Ah, yeah, basically Trump hats. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, it's funny. I don't think it's. It sounds really strange to say, but I don't think it's as racist as people kind of think it is. Like when I'm there, everyone asks me, "Oh, you're from London? Oh, you guys have a lot of stabbings, don't you? Yeah, you guys yeah. Have, oh, you're Staples Corner. You know, you guys have people <laughs> debating. Corner. Yeah, sorry, that's the biggest corner. But see, what's funny. It's like it, it exists, but you don't really feel it. The same yeah, thing yeah, there. Yeah. Like obviously there are, mm. you know, a lot. Is there, there is a lot of racism. There so is you haven't seen any school shootings? Not personally, no. Nothing like that. No, no. Yeah, alhamdulillah. I mean, I've heard gunshots. Oh, I mean, fun. you live in Detroit. Yeah. So Welcome yeah. to the US. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's it's in, but it's interesting because like, I think the 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 news really like overblows a of lot course, of, of, course. of of what's happening. Of course, things are bad there, as they are everywhere. But living there and seeing people day to day, I mean, you do get areas that are very racist. Yeah. But generally, day to day, I think people are, you know. People are just focused on themselves and their mm. livelihoods and stuff. They might have some questions about Islam and stuff, but generally I think people are quite uh, nice, maybe intrigued. Because I travel a lot in the States, like, I'm always like praying in airports and stuff. Yeah. And the nice thing about America is you can have a conversation with anyone. Mm. Like I was telling you when I came back to Heathrow, you did, yes. I had a conversation with someone. I was like, oh, you know, where are you from? He's like, Lebanon. I was like, oh, what are you, what are you doing there? He goes, I live there. I like, oh, okay. I started speaking to him by myself. <laughs> oh yeah, I moved to the US and he was just ignoring me. And he kind of walked off. Like, oh, have a safe flight. He's like, yes, bye. I, mean, just, <laughs> I, I yeah. remember that London people don't like to speak. Yeah, and America's the opposite. America's the opposite. You just have a conversation with, which I, which I like. You have a conversation yeah, with anyone. Yeah. Every time I go to the US, that sh- it hits me. No matter mm. how many times I go, you can be anywhere. You walk into a shop. Hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> Having a great day? Like it's, it hits you hard. It's a, it's a nice. It's a nice vibe. People it are is, like yeah, very it's... polite and like they're inquisitive and. It's a place to you know communicate here, so everyone's mm. themselves, and you're kind of in your box. But I think if you're not uh, an American or if you're born and bred Londoner, it will take you a while to adjust. I don't know, but I'm loving it personally. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's ups and downs for sure, but like the thing is, you guys know I used to go there every year anyway for like you know for traveling yeah, and yeah. stuff, um, and it, it's it's a bigger bigger a big adjustment in in many ways. Um, but there's a lot of positives that I like. Will you come back to the UK? Never. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Should I, I move to the States? <laughs> oh, everyone should move to the States, bro. Okay. 100%. <laughs> With this cost of living crisis, you don't want to be mm. <laughs> right now. Mm. So do you consider, I think this is probably a good place to start. Do you consider yourself uh, American or British? Oh, British. Born and bred, bro. Yeah. British passport. <laughs> it, it's weird because like, 
I was having this conversation with other friends as well. It's like, it just feels so weird because I was, it's not just I, I live in London. I was born and raised in London. Like mm. Everything about me is, is London. Yeah. Since I opened my From eyes till age 32. Um, and now I'm living on the other side uh, in a place I've never really, you know, spent a lot of time in. Across the ocean. Seeing faces that are different, seeing communities that are different. It's interesting. It's nice. It's different. It's like an adventure, but it's it's very strange. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's it's there's actually a hadith from Al-Islam where he says uh, he recommends doing hijra because he goes it will remove your anxiety, make you stronger, stuff like that. I'm just like you know not quoting exactly, mm. but it's really true. You really feel it because such a weight on your mind, like everything you have to do from the beginning. The That's why people you, travel, of course, have not a just, holiday, not, but not just traveling. <laughs> also like living there, like mm. you know, in, 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 figuring out for example how taxes work, figuring out you know all the the healthcare system and things yeah, that I've yeah, never yeah, dealt yeah, with yeah. in my life in that country. Um, you got to work from the beginning, you know. You got to build your credit again. It, it, it's it's very it's interesting. It's fun, um, but going back to the point, I think there is definitely racism. Like there's been places where I've been to, like you know, traveling between cities where you can feel the racism, people. Yeah. But generally, you know, people on the ground. I think people are just generally very nice. They focus on their own lives and their own communities. Um, here, I actually feel like the racism is is more hidden. Because here, people are very tribal. They're in like their own community and stuff. You have like the Pakistani community on one side. And mm. every time you go to an area, it's, it's, it's specific to an ethnicity, usually. Um, in different parts of... Or, or people at least come together uh, based on their ethnicity. But that's a melting pot. So everyone's okay. American. Mm-hmm. You know? Obviously, they have their roots in the... They all identify as American. Yeah. They're, they're more mm. American than we are British, for sure. Mm. When you say the racism here is, is more subtle... Do you mean within the Shia community or just generally? I'm saying society? generally. I mean, I'm sure it leads into the Shia community. But here, for example, I've realized the UK is very tribal. Yeah. Here, when people come here, the first thing they do is seek out their own kind, mm. uh, their own race or, their own, or country. Yeah. And then as a result, you have all these different kind of tribes that are like scrunched together, yeah. which is why you have all this like, you know, sectarianism, gang problems, um, you know, crimes and stuff. Uh, and that kind of racism, which, which, which stems from, okay, we're this kind of person, you're that kind of person, but we're living in the same area. So we're going to keep a bit of a distance. Yeah. Um, but there it's like you have to assimilate. You have to become American. So, you know, that is historically what the country is about. It's like a melting pot, mm. you know. So I, I feel like I'm sure there's racism in both countries. And here we can see it's getting worse. Um, but I think uh, here it's, it's much more subtle. And I would argue much more, I don't know if it's more dangerous, but it, I've become more aware of it as yeah. I've been kind of like growing up and realizing how things are over there. Do you feel Arabs own Islam? Definitely not. Mm. But do you think Arabs think they own Islam? I mean, it's a blanket statement. I'm of course, not, I can't, you can't, you can't, like you know, of course, put, like, generalize. Uh, generalize. I think it's interesting because you guys, I think you're 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 kind of like in the same boat because you're Khoja, but your granddad was living in Iraq, right? My dad was born in Iraq. And yeah, my, my my dad's side has Iraqi heritage, and I'm married to an Iraqi. So me, but I'm a Khoja. It, so it's, it's weird for me because I grew up in a Sunni community. Yeah, I'm Pakistani. Yeah, but I kind of assimilated into the Iraqi community. Mm. Um, but I'm British I'm living in America It's very strange And you're not even married I, To anyone Exactly Any of those and I, You know everyone assumes You're Iraqi I know So the funniest thing Happened to me actually I was in I was, in, I was flying from Detroit To California mm. And uh, one of our friends Is there living there And I landed on Thursday And uh, I was there For like a few days I landed early On Thursday I didn't have a car I was like you know I'd get there early See some friends I called him And he was like uh, Bro I'm busy today I'm with work I can't see you today so I was kind of upset. I was like, what do I do? Like, I, I don't know anyone here. The guy that picked me up from the airport was from Karbala. Iraq. No way. Yeah. He's like, okay, let's go out to eat. And he brought all his friends. They're also from Karbala. And we're sitting down together. And I felt so at home. <laughs> I was like, isn't it weird that a British Pakistani who lives in Detroit is in California and feels most at home when he's among 
Karbalais. Alhamdulillah. It's a very weird. It's a very weird thing. But so for me, like, yeah. But the thing is, like, for me, I've realized, like, identity for me is very fluid. Like, I'm like, I don't consider myself one thing. Which is why you know, like, in our community, like, everyone goes back to Najaf or back to Baghdad or back to Beirut or you know, back to Pakistan to visit, revisit their roots. For me, it's like, well, I was born and raised in the UK. That's kind of like my home. So I don't really feel at home when I go east. You know, I don't feel at home. Uh, but you feel at home in Karbala? To an extent. Again, uh. to an extent. Because once the ziyar is finished, and all your friends are seeing their families and stuff, mm. and you're just kind of like, you know, you haven't got much what to do. do. do? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's like, you, okay, now I don't feel at home either. I mean, um, we live in a society now which is labeling people more than ever before. So no matter how much you try to identify um, and keep your identif- identification consistent throughout the course of your life, there's more and more and more questions about identity and all of that being raised, whether it's in terms of your nationality, your gender, your orientation, all of these things. Mm. And I think that will trick, will, I believe, trickle into the Muslim community at some point. And the thing is, the beautiful thing about um, the Western Muslim community is that we are all children of diaspora. You know, yeah. All our parents have shifted from one part of the world to this part. So it's already, we're born with it. No matter how... Karbala you are or how Khoja you are or how Pakistani you are and you're living and born and bred in the UK you're still born into an integrated society and you've still got like different opinions on things but what's interesting is that here so I think the whole root of this thing is to figure out who you are and I feel like yeah. here people are very uncomfortable with who they are it's a blanket statement based on what I've seen people interact, interacted with here yeah, I mean, love people, yeah people, have, people can be very uncomfortable with who they are and as a result you have all this you in know, what sense? so again it's that tribal thing it's like you know I'm, I'm, I'm part of this community or for even like the, the whole sectarianism thing here Really, I believe it stems from a lot of un- you know uncertainty about who you are. Yeah. Therefore, you cling to your identity, and as a result, as a result, everyone who's different from you is wrong. Everyone mm. who's different from you needs to be fought, you know, mm. either physically or verbally, yeah. right? So, in America, is very different. I don't see that in America. It's like we we are we have our roots. We're Arab American, or we're Iraqi, or we're, we're Asian American, or you know Pakistani American. Where we we have our roots, which we're proud of, but we're American as well. There's yeah. much more of a acceptance about who you are and where you're living. Mm. Um, and I think that's really important Being comfortable with who you are um, It really leads to You know I think a, a, a more Cohesive and better society Ultimately mm. Say, so, can I ask you a question? <coughs> Go on Okay so you know this TikTok And I'll just repeat it If anyone missed it earlier um, We read a TikTok It said Arabs invented Islam Which is In itself is just like A crazy statement <laughs> No one invented Islam But anyway yeah. Arabs invented <coughs> Islam If you're not an Arab you're not. Don't call yourself a Muslim Can I ask you? Go on Yeah as an Arab, do you feel any sort of superiority or even, for example, a pride which may creep into becoming superiority due to the fact of where you're from, the language you speak or, or anything like that? In all honesty, no. I'll say no. And it's not just me trying to like hide something. Yeah. I've never ever thought of it from that perspective. But so I'm going to answer that in a way from how I understood it is that when you see an Arab, you automatically think they're Muslim. Correct. That's 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 how I grew up, by the way. So I used to find it weird if I found out there was like a Jewish Arab, or like a Christian Arab. It's impossible. And then sometimes you know someone can look so Arab, you can even assume he's Muslim, but his name is Mike, Michael. Like what's going on? Because we automatically have like this perception that Arabs are Muslim automatically. But no, I don't think. But for example, because you're okay. So let's get more specific. You're Karbalai, Iraqi Shia. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel a sense of ownership? When you see non-Iraqis or anyone of any background doing ziyara of Imam Hussein, of course, just no. as an example. No, no, no. Okay. Just like how you go to Bekaa for Hajj for Umrah, the whole world, no matter where you are, all seven continents, 
Same thing with Karbala. You, you know, don't feel like you're. You, you know what's interesting? So a, a, a really good like example of of kind of trying to portray what the point you're trying to make is African American Muslims. Yeah. So I I've been interacting with a lot in America, and I've realized like they are, their whole thing is like like we've been here for like hundreds of years in America, mm. so we are really the only native Muslim Americans in the country. The rest, you know, the other, other Muslims that came came in the last 50, 60, even hundred years are Arab or Pakistani or whatnot. But he's like, we shouldn't have to. So one guy was telling me, he's like, we shouldn't have to adapt to that culture because we have our own culture. So he, yeah, he was even telling me like this, this guy who I, a good friend of mine who I really respect, he'd been to Hausa as well and he studied in Qom. And he was saying, because we, for example, our group of people, we listen to hip hop. That's revolutionary because that's part of our culture. You know, we, 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 we do a lot of things that you might not do. Um, and he was even, even having like a lot of conversations with me in regards to the way we look at religion. He goes, if you take that same thing, the same way you preach religion and the same way you understand religion and put it inside the ghetto, put it in Compton or Watts or in Oakland, you know, people won't understand it. But if you take the, the principles and you bring those in, then they can adapt to it, mm. you know. So, for example, his whole thing was, what's the orf when it comes to fiqh, for example? What, there's a few things he, he said, which I want to say on, on the podcast. But his general argument was like, look, if you look at the idea of orf, what's, ex, what's, what's accepted in, yes. in society, right? If you have that, if you have that as, a, as a kind of gauge... Uh, for Islamic principles Then they'll be Completely different Almost sometimes If you go to the ghetto And you go to African American mm. Communities Because they have A whole different culture Right So the way they Almost interpret religion Sometimes can be different Or seen as different You know um, and, and, and that's the thing Like historically Our religion Has come from Arabia And Persia Yeah And as a result You could argue That it's been seen Or, or interpreted Through those kind of eyes It hasn't been interpreted Through American eyes Through African American eyes um, in, in the modern day Kind of context you know, I think that, that that's really interesting. So it's really like changed my thinking about how I think about Islam, Shia Islam, uh, and practicing Islam and culture uh, in our society. Because we ultimately here, especially in the UK, I would argue more so, but even in, in America, we are always clinging to who we who we were in the East as identities, mm-hmm. right? A lot of us haven't really accepted that we're in the UK. So I, I we spoke about this yesterday. Say Mustafa Qazwini, yeah. right? My favorite speaker. Why? Because he has in his brain. In his mind, he's understood that he's I'm here mm. in America. Mm. You know, he's probably like, you know how he is, like, oh, I'm, he watches State of the Union, he gets involved with the, with the mayor, with Super the Bowl. faith community, yeah, Super yeah. Bowl, like Thanksgiving, all that stuff. Like he's, you know, agree or disagree, I, 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 I understand that, that, that principle. Like he's like, I'm here, I'm living here, I'm going to embrace the place I'm in because I'm not living in Kerbala anymore, I'm not living in Iraq anymore, or the UK, I'm living in, in, in Southern California, so I have to understand the culture around me, yeah. especially him as a preacher, because I'm an imam. He's a preacher, right? So I have to understand where I am, right? If my mindset is still back there, then I can't speak to people. He goes, he told this really funny story. I listened to a lot of his lectures. He goes, uh, there was a speaker that I, I, I was speaking to. He left uh, America. He moved, I think, back to the East. And he goes, I was invited to uh, a university to give a talk about Islam. Yeah. And uh, the MC or whoever, the professor that was inviting him, she called him up and she extended her hand. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't shake a hand. And I'm <laughs> proud of it. Mm. And he's like, well, okay, fine, but you made yourself and you made Islam look bad in front of all the people that were there, there to think about Islam, right? And he's like, he goes, I realized that he didn't understand where he, his mindset was still, I'm not talking about shaking hands as a particular principle, yeah, I'm yeah. saying think about the philosophy behind yeah, that. Like, mm-hmm. Understand where you are, understand what group you're sitting in, and then understand how you can uh, live your religion and preach your religion. So there's a difference then, of course, between because naturally we all do things like which are native to our culture or where we live. So, for example, in the UK, we'll all be we'll all observe 
bank holidays and we'll all for you know what i mean like we're, we're conscious of society and the societal norms mm, we'll, we'll mm. say the same phrases to the same shopkeepers that that people of different backgrounds will use and what's going on you know boss? I mean? yeah what's happening boss like <laughs> things like that two wings and chips them ones but um no the idea being is that it's embedded in us because we're born and brought up in the society but what the Sayyid is doing which is different is he's actively embracing it and then yeah. trying to to make changes to himself so maybe he can engage well, sure more. Islam is compatible no matter where you are yeah of course. that's the point mm. it's meant to be you meant to, I mean it's not just meant for one area of the world it's meant yeah. to be you know at the same time I'll see on the flip side it's also worth remembering that we have so much hadith about how Islam is strange and how Islam will leave this world as, as, as strange it'll always be strange to people and how, for example, the non-believers will never accept you unless you are like them. So is that kind of fine line where you're you're embracing your identity <clears throat> of where you are, but you're also not giving up your Islamic principles? Of course. Uh, as a result, the and sometimes they can be, yeah. you know, they can be really uh, at odds with Islam. I know right now, for example, in America, the LGBTQ thing is a big challenge for a lot of people because it's mm. like, you know, even here in the UK, even or here, here actually, worse. I think it's bigger, America, yeah. especially in schools, I right? Think it's probably worse. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But 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 everyone's like, look, like we appreciate where we are. We're not going to enforce our ideology anywhere else, but at the same time, we have our principles, yeah, right, and we have to ab- ab- abide by them. And, and and that's what's weird in America is that you have the conservatives or the Republicans from one side, who are pushing, you know, uh, Muslims from like a racist angle, and then you have the Democratic and liberal side, progressive side, which is like, oh, we embrace you, but come as we want, not as who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So there's yeah. kind of like, uh, and then you're just kind of stuck in the middle. You don't kind of so that, know where that, to go. That that is that's interesting because there's there's similarities between that mentality and if you're bringing it back to the communities within our uh, school of thought and within our madhahib and all of that you might have a case where for example someone is saying you're welcome to attend our center you're welcome to participate in our majalis but you have to do things our way for example there are you know correct me if i'm wrong said but when when it comes to time of mourning and you're doing matam or latam iraqi women don't stand up and they don't beat their chests they not will like stand the men, their yeah. legs they've got if i'm not mistaken other ways of mourning yeah yeah I, mm. they've got different ways of mourning mm. and you know in my community is done for example the same way as the men do it identically or for example in some communities you hear the name of the 12th holy imam you stand up hand on heads other communities you sit down some you sit down some you stand up and i've been to places where if a guy's sitting down during Ziyaratawadith and the whole mosque is standing up, everyone's looking at him like, who's this newcomer? <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it's, we, we, we are at risk at sometimes of, of doing that. And we might look at someone saying, you, you're welcome to enter our space, but enter as we wish. Do you I, see what I mean? I, I remember mm. one scholar told me this story. I won't mention his name. He was like, he converted mm. someone to Islam. This is in America, right? And she goes, the next day she came to the mosque and it was Muharram. Oh and my God. They were doing a lot with Martin, right? And he goes, he, she told me something. And I say it's, I narrate this story as someone who loves Martin myself, right? But it's interesting to think about. She said, he goes, she told me, she goes, Sayyid, the people that, uh, I mean, the American people will never understand this. Mm. They will never be able to comprehend this. And he's like, that changed my whole thinking. Because we don't think about that. And I'm telling you, like, I, I, I used to be a Sunni. I know for me, Martin, like for me, it's very, for us right now, it's very normal, right? But as a Sunni, it used to freak, freak me out. Because yeah. I, like, I could never understand that. I didn't really understand like why someone would ever do that. I've never seen it before in my life. On the flip side, I'm from a Sufi circle, Sufi family, so they do, they do zikr, right? And when I show my Shia friends zikr, they're like, what the hell, what is this? Like, they don't, they don't get it. So there's always a kind of like, um, you know, other side is a bit weird kind of mentality, but also like, I think we need to appreciate where we are and what's the best way to practice our religion and understand that, you know, um, we are in a culture that is very different to the culture that we, that we enjoy and we appreciate sometimes. But do you accept that or do you adapt what you're doing? So for example, with Matam, in that case, or dhikr if you're from a Sufi family and, and so on, 
do you change the way you do things to appease the external so for me personally i can't me? speak for, for me personally like yeah. i have a connection i have a way that i connect to Mount Saint. correct right yeah it's a very specific kind of style of majalis and martin like that's that's how i am that's how I, that's that's me my personal connection mm. to my mom if i step outside and let's say for example i'm gonna you know recite for a non-muslim crowd or go to a non-muslim uh, uh, an event which is not of the same demographic i need to understand what is my what is the playground like what yeah, yeah. who am i speaking to who am i preaching to and 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 and, and you know embrace them the best the best way you know, we have some people, for example, that Julus, prime example of Julus, you know how it is with us in Julus. And this is us, we see this, especially in America sometimes. They'll have Julus's uh, processions. Everyone's doing Martin, topless Martin. Yeah. No signs in English. And, you know, the average Americans are like, okay, why should I care about this? It, it looks a bit strange. It will look right? barbaric to them. Yeah. The, best, the best thing we did in London, 2014, I think it was, when we did the Ashura march. Uh, and we, they made it about uh, an anti-terrorism march. Remember this? All yeah. those no to ISIS. You know, I found that strange. Huh? I found no, that strange because... No, but the thing is... Ali, I was used to a certain way of I know you used to, but the thing is, it made the news the next day. Yeah, it did. It, it did. made the news. It was, it was all over the news. It was like... It was anti diet 10,000 yeah, yeah. Muslims marched against terrorism. Against terrorism. Isn't that the yeah, point yeah, of Ashraf? That's, what I'm saying? that's, that's the point. Why, why, why are you... You're not, you're not going in a procession to make yourself feel better. Mm. You're going in a procession. Why? What's the philosophy? To teach people about Imam Hussein. So what's the best way to do that? You have to ask yourself that. And that's what we don't do, unfortunately. And look, I, I'm like, I, I appreciate, like, you know, you guys know me. I love Arabic, love me. I love, you know, listening to Martin. I love, and we love your poetry. I love, thank you, bro. <laughs> I, lo I, lo I love Majalis. I love a certain way. Uh. I love being in a Kabbalah like Hussaini. That's my, that's, my, that's, my, that's, my, that's my jam. That's my home. Yes. You know, I get it. But I, I, I have to, I, even I have to appreciate that, you know, there's some things I do for myself, my own personal connection to Mount Hussain with the people that are close to me. And there's other things that when I step outside that my community and I'm in a different land different you know i've mm. got an obligation ultimately to spread that message mm -hmm. as best i can so mm -hmm. i need to appreciate that you know it's a different world a different way of thinking um and ultimately look i think it's it's it's, it's very simple you think about what your what your head of is what's your what's your goal i remember one time a speaker told me he's like we want to do um uh we want to do a female uh, majalis so female-led majalis so the woman will give a lecture in front of uh, both the men and the woman which oh, for us is, is, is like crazy right i was like look I get what you're trying to do. I understand it. But how about instead of doing that, don't do something that's going to annoy people. Think about what your goal is. So your goal is to get a woman to give a message or, or give a lecture in front of men and women. What's the best way to reach that goal? Think about it like that. That's a better way to look at things rather than, thinking, mm. rather, rather than trying to push the wave too much. You know? Mm. So if you figure out what your goal is, let's say your goal is to spread, to, to teach non-Muslims about Imam Hussein. Yeah. Or to publicly commemorate Imam Hussein. Or to, you know, whatever it is. Or to spread mm -hmm. Islam, whatever it is. Once you figure out what your goal is, you can figure out, and who your target audience is, then you can figure out the best way to reach that goal. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one thing a lot of us lack is wisdom. It's yeah. having that wisdom to do not what we like, but what's right. What's right. But that, should that wisdom be from all of us, an expectation, or is it from like community leaders? Because I don't think, because everyone, the problem is if you leave that for us to make decisions, everyone has an opinion. But I think it's important to see leadership. Yeah, you know, people. Yeah, who, I don't know. Like, look, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've become. The thing is, you know how it is with communities. I'm sure everyone who's watching can, like, and listening can really like uh, relate to this. But mm. sometimes, some communities it's very difficult to try and get your community leaders to be on board with some stuff. Yeah, or to you know appreciate you know your perspectives, and it can really become a, like it can really drive you crazy trying to you know, um, trying to push people to do what you want to do. Ultimately, I think you just deal with the cards that you have, with what's within your, within your effort, you know, within your hands, and try your best to, you know, change what you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I think generally there's, 
there's a responsibility on us to embrace what we have in terms of what we've been taught, our so identity, for, so our So, for example, if you can change programs at the mosque, yeah, do it. If you can't, then you know, find another yeah, way. Yeah, and you do what you can to your best, leave to God the rest. Yeah, there you that's go. the like Whatever's within your hands. Like so that's yeah. Even me, for example, like there was a time where, for example, I wasn't getting invited a lot to recite poetry, and it kind of upset me. I was like, oh, I want to recite a lot. I was like, you know, I've got my own platform. I can create stuff on Instagram. I can create stuff but on that's, YouTube. That's the beauty. So about I, I use what was available to yeah, me yeah, to yeah. do what I want. And that's the thing about this society in this day and age. Now you have, um, like, you have new things. For example, you've got um, like organizations, like youth organizations in London are now more than ever accepting people from different backgrounds. Mm. I went to Iraqi, an Iraqi-led youth majlis in English in Muharram last year. Shout out to Akbar Foundation. Um, and bro, you had an Urdu Marcia being recited before the lecture. I'm thinking, yo, this mashallah is incredible because me yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. as a non-Arab speaker <laughs> and I recite myself and I enjoy that. That's how I connect as well. Mm. That caught my attention. But now we're getting to that stage and I don't think 10 years ago and I, we also have to thank you guys as well because English majalis, English poetry, English recitation, all of that kind of things has involved, evolved the community at large and integrated mm. people in it. Um, I think we should move on. Kind of Can I say something? something? Yeah, you, know, you touched a bit about culture and everything. Yeah, so is 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 culture destroying Islam? I'm going to ask this question because you were also bringing up the example of Ashura procession. So, for example, culturally, back let's say in Indupak, if we can go back to those countries, it's fine, it's normal for you to identify a Shia and go beat your chest, take off your shirt in the streets. Why is it a problem here? If it's happening here, is it because people, is it destroying people, Islam? People don't understand it. So culture can technically destroy yeah, right. Islam. It depends, it depends on the culture. Again, like it's just like if people don't understand it, I'll give you a prime example. Mm. Prime example. So you just mentioned Agra Foundation Majlis, yeah. You know, like we love those majlis. That's like where we grew up. That kind of setting, uh, setting and you know, I recited recent uh, last Muharram in Dearborn, Dearborn Heights, a uh, mosque mostly Lebanese American, who the, this demographic has been in America for the past hundred years. Yeah, They're very Americanized, right? Yeah, sitting on chairs. All the lights are on, you know, no martyr at all. After the, the lecture finished, I was reciting poetry, mm -hmm. right? So there was no like kind of like hour and a half martyr that we used to, yeah. you know? But I was like, you know, like this is what's good for them. We, it I works for them. Huh? It works for them. It yeah. works, no, it, mm. not just it works for them. This is how they are. So let me do the best that I can in that in specific way. environment, right? Mm. If I try to bring what we have and put it there, they won't appreciate it. Like, yeah, we don't understand yeah, yeah. this. Mm. Sage, you, know? you asked, is culture killing Islam? Yeah. Firstly, if, if, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, I think you're asking the... the two wrong guys but also the two right guys <laughs> the reason why i say this is you look around like and maybe nori you agree with me but 90 percent of people that we're surrounded with have a homeland can speak their mother tongue fluently mm. have up a nationalistic that's one thing you just love by the way you don't have a homeland it's your favorite uh, talking point bro on a level <laughs> like, no, as in for example as the majority of the Kojar community will be able to say like yeah we don't feel connected to, to india but our family migrated from tanzania for example but I, me personally, I, I don't have that. I have like a, a number of countries. And I know, for example, the other thing, you know, mother tongue, waving the flag, supporting your, your, your native homeland in a cricket final or a football final, whatever it is. Mm. I don't think that's something me and Nori will understand to the fullest extent. So culture in its rawest form, which is purely like Urdu Majalis, Pakistani Majalis and, and 
Iraqi Arabic Majalis and Iranian Persian. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that in itself, I don't think we're we're qualified to speak. Well, prime example, how did you feel when Iraq won the uh, golf cup? I was so happy. <laughs> there you go, bro. <laughs> there you go. There it is. You know, yeah, my yeah. mom who has got nothing got to do with football was actually watching that match. Believe it or not, <laughs> like, Allah. Mama, what's going on? So this, this is what's funny. Like in Dearborn, so yeah. you know, same kind of because she had the connection with her homeland. Yeah, she, mm, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like I saw all these Iraqis celebrating. I was like, oh, I I, I appreciate mm. this, but it's not really. I can't get involved. I'm not Iraqi, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I travel there all the time, even though all my friends are Iraqi, even though the community is Iraqi, I can't really get involved in this because I'm not actually Iraqi myself, right? So there was always that kind of disconnect that we feel, and I, mm. and, I, and I fully relate to what you're saying. Maybe I'm Khoja as well. Yeah, but I think you are. No, you're becoming more from Pakistani to Iraqi to Khoja. Do you know what it is? When when Nuri <laughs> messages you and he asks you to send me a time and a schedule and so on, I think he's becoming more Khoja <laughs> by the minute. So I tell you, <laughs> I need to recite at seven fifty eight. 758. You know, have you seen when they give like the majority yeah, yeah, schedule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's normal to me. Like, I know. In our community, yeah. Majlis starts, it says advertise 7 p.m. For us, it's 8.30. 8.30, 8.30. For us, 8.23 to 8.57 on yeah. the dot. Before, after this, you know how many times, mashallah, I have to, I have to give a shout out because I love our community. I don't want to mm. gun it at all. But that's, that's normal for us. Like in, in the community I've grown up in, like on the dot timing and people know communities i think for different things like with me people will say wow mashallah you guys are so organized and very you know people people talk about like the same qualities yeah. organization punctuality <laughs> when they talk about kojas we talk about iraqi communities there's people talking about passion and latam and nasaib and mm. all of these things qima like there's like set things which are core tenets to the to the community and that identity Husseini culture but it's, it's, Husseini it's culture, specific to the Husseini yeah. culture not the general culture because general culture is very like if you, if you meet like non-religious uh, or non-Shia Iraqis their culture is completely different to yeah, yeah, what yeah. we used to you know? but that makes culture beautiful bro like yeah. culture beautifies our practice of religion how do you identify yourself? Uh, male yeah I'd say non-binary? <laughs> no, that's, that's the problem. I think I'd say I'm, I'm 27 years old. We're talking about culture and identity and everything. You yeah, know, we yeah. have this problem, and it's a big problem. But I think a big problem we have in our own selves as Shia is how do we uh, identify our own selves? Yeah. We have an issue. For example, we have a crisis. Someone follows a different marja. We like, yeah, although course, all right. Shia are all Muslim, but we all have issues. For example, but I'm comfortable saying I'm a British Shia Muslim. I'm yeah, not going to say I'm an Iraqi British Shia Muslim. But the, that's, the, the, that's what I'm saying, that we're living in a world now where by the by the year, you mm. have another label added to the list. Mm. You might follow Sayyidah Sistani, may Allah lengthen his life. And for example, before you know it, there's infighting between people who are Muqallids from the same marja. Why? What's the problem? You know what I mean? Or forget even the same marja. Like, why is there an issue with people from, from other communities within Shia Islam? I don't get it. Obviously, you have difference of opinion with Muraja. Mm. Some are very politicized, some are not. But that should not affect your relationship with a brother. Mm. And you, by the way, that, that, that's, that's one thing that I really appreciate about London. When I when I travel, yeah, and people are like, oh, you know, they follow this margin, we follow this margin. I'm like, are you Who guys? Cares? Are you guys still there? Like mentally, are you guys really still yeah, there? Man. Like that's something we left. Like as a community, like we don't. I gave up on that. No, no, yes. as in generally as, as, as a community, yes. like it's not something that we talk about or, or care about for the past 10, 15 years, which is something I, I love. I think I think some of the elders might. But I genuinely, Maybe. I, I genuinely mm. don't think our community cares. I think anyone under 14... No, but as in like when you go to a majlis, for example, you have a pretty you know, decent demographic, both ethnic-wise and in terms of who they, who they, who they follow. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the, the marja, which is, you know... Like it's, I, 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 I still can't believe it's a talking point. I still can't believe it's a point of contention. Like, are, are, you, mm -hmm. are you really still there? Like, it's, it's, it's very strange. I, okay. I still find it strange. Let me ask you guys another question, yeah? Kind of quick fire ones. We've talked earlier about this Arab superiority thing and now yeah. talking about mixing of majalis. If someone comes up to you and says, 
you're a non-Arab, for example, an Arab comes up to you and says, I can't, you know, you're reciting this wrong, your name is Raza, it should be Raza, for example. Okay. You call yourself Haider, it should be pronounced Haider. So, so Qasim, Jassim. Can I, can I intervene? This happened to me, by the way. Okay. This, this really upset me. Okay. It really upset me. One time I was in DC. Yeah. And I was getting food from a, a food truck. Uh, and the guy was Pakistani. Right. My friend was Pakistani. He's like, oh, he goes to me, where are you from? I'm from Pakistan, originally. Uh, and you know me, I'm like third generation Pakistani. I, I, don't, I don't speak Urdu. I wish I could, but I, yeah. I can't. It's, it's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe a few things here and there. Take care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I know. Yeah, like when, when my grandparents speak, mm. I can get it. But like generally, I, I don't understand Urdu, right? And I speak Arabic, so it's like it's all the place. Yeah. And he goes to me, he goes like, oh, um, uh, so where are you from? I was like, Pakistan. He started speaking to me in Urdu. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't speak Urdu. And this guy went on a run. He goes, you kids, you know, you don't, you know, didn't your parents teach you or do what's wrong with you? Been, you've been forgetting. Mm, and I was like, wow, like you really just threw my, <coughs> my parents, my upbringing, my whole life experience under the bus. Mm. Like you don't even know me. You don't know my, 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 my 20, 20, I was 25 years, 26 at the time. You don't know my 26 years of history. You don't yeah. know what, what kind of experiences uh, I've, I've had in order to like, but just one blanket statement, just judge me like that. Mm. And it, it really hurt me. Yeah, and until today, like now and then, I'll see comments online, like, "Oh, this guy is Pakistani, but he pretends to speak. Uh, he he speaks, yeah, he speaks with an Iraqi dialect." It's yeah, like yeah, no, yeah, but it's yeah. like I don't, I don't fit in the kind of, you know, demographic that you want me to fit in. Like I'm, I'm, I'm my experience is is is, mm. is like any everyone's experience is very fluid and very deep. You know, everyone's got like, but me, I didn't grow up in in the way you expect people to grow up, where they grow up in a specific community, specific culture. Their parents migrated twenty years ago. And that's who they are, mm. you know. And I, and I, but, but 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 let me ask you a question. That enriches me, by the way. I bro, like it because that's what I'm saying. So people will do that, and they will sometimes harshly judge you for your name or or anything about your identity. Like for example, you not being able to speak Urdu, and people judging you harshly because you're Pakistani origin. Yeah, but that's where I'm saying potentially this concept, whether you agree or not, of Arab superior superiority comes from. People will say, well, these guys they have most imams, or if not all the imams in in the Middle East or in in Iran or whatever. And um, they think they own the religion. Do you know what I mean? So when you go to Iraq, you have to understand their culture. You have to abide by their culture. Which personally, I don't think is, is wrong at all. Mm. But I know there's a lot of people who feel like that. Do you know what I mean? Or for example, they will respect someone who comes to their center and speaks with proper makhraj. And they can pronounce their Quran perfectly and their tajweed is great and so on. There's like a level of, wow, this guy must mm. be a scholar or something mm. like that. Because you're from a community where people say wala zwalin instead of wala zwalin. Yeah. And I, this is not a joke. Like, this is an actual thing. Like, there's, there's, I've grown up listening to scholars who struggle to pronounce because of their native tongue and yeah. what they speak. Mm. But people judge. Do you know what I mean? Rightly or wrongly, but it exists. I'll tell you something, and I say this on the podcast in front of how many people are listening. Yeah. Mm. Like ever since I moved, God's watching as well. God's watching as well. Uh, <laughs> ever since ever since I I moved, I found it very difficult to make friends in the community I'm in, and I know for a fact the reason is is because everyone there is mostly Arab, and I'm not part of the demographic. Mm. And that's unacceptable. Like I don't I don't have that's that problem. Crazy. It's funny because I don't have that problem anywhere else. Not in this community. Not in the community outside of you know where I am now. That's crazy. But it's like and I think it's it's, it's not it's not overt racism. It's just very subtle. So, oh yeah, well, you know, it's, it's like, uh, well, we'll, ha we'll hang out, we'll set something up, we'll let you know. Yeah. But you don't I hear that all the time, by the way, we'll, 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 we'll call you, we'll, we'll let you know. Yeah. And, and, and I, I know for a fact that's the, that that's the problem, because when I have friends that are Lebanese, that move to the same community, oh, come over, you know, bring the family, we'll have, you know, it's, I don't see any of that with me. And it's, it's, it's very, very, um, 
the thing is for me, Hamza, I can handle it. I'm, I'm okay. But there's people that we know and people in our communities that are real like weavers, like coming from like white backgrounds, black backgrounds, mm. other non-Arab backgrounds, and they must face it really, really badly. And that's by the way with me, with with a lot of people knowing who I am, them seeing me recite, you know, them respecting me. Yeah. With that, still there is that kind of barrier there. With yeah. me being essentially adopted Iraqi, yeah, there's still that barrier there. I think so. Imagine how you. it is for like a reaver who's not uh, actually, you know, who hasn't got any ties to the community at all, mm. and who is, you know, um, so which is. Do you remember last year? Sorry, bro. No, bro. Do you remember last year we name dropped Nori in the racism pod? <laughs> we we talked about. I saw you, that clip. Which, which some of the clip? Yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. did we say? We said we were talking about how um, reverts find it hard to get married or to assimilate into communities, and we talked about reverts who. Are not visibly non-Muslim or were not Muslim. Do you get me? Or mm. like, for example, you look at Nori, you can't tell whether he's Sunni or Shia. All you know is he looks probably Pakistani, therefore he's probably a Muslim. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Inshallah. No, but do you get what I'm saying? Like, I completely agree with you. No, I but honestly, like for me personally, and like I, I recommend like this, this advice to anyone listening, and you guys as well, and myself, like I try my best when I go anywhere. If when I speak to someone, yeah. I give them my full attention. Not just in terms of because people speak to me sometimes. And I see this like they don't realize like they, oh no, how are you doing, bro? You okay, yeah, I'll see you around, yeah. And they just kind of like, walk off to the other side of the room. Mm. And it's like you don't like like it, it would be nice if we could have actual conversation because I don't yeah. have many of those conversations uh, in, in that community. Mm. Right? So I try my best like whenever I speak to someone, give them my full attention, especially if I don't know them, because that's the point of our religion, is it? To be merciful. You know, we've been friends for many years, Nori. Yeah. Okay. And uh, decades. A lot, a lot, a long time, long time. <laughs> And I don't remember an instance where I thought to myself, either you're a Pakistani yeah, or you're not an Arab. It's never come to my mind. <laughs> like I've never, th- a friend is a friend. That I yeah. think that's something Sorry, everyone yeah. should look at. But I have a question for you, Nori. Yeah. You have Pakistani origin. Yeah. But you identify mainly as British, can I say? Londoner. London. Like okay, forget Not from Birmingham, bro. Yeah, Londoner. Yeah, yeah. You're from, you're from, uh, not going to mention the area. London. Northwest. Northwest London. North Weezy. Best realistically. Money real easy. So you're originally Pakistani. W two. I don't live anymore, so I can say it. W two. You identify as a Londoner, <laughs> yeah. but how on earth do you speak Arabic? I don't know, bro. How do you understand Arabic? I don't, I don't speak. I don't know myself. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't honestly like because from the very you know from the very beginning years of our friendship, you yeah. were talking Arabic, bro. I don't know. I was shocked. I yeah, it's 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 weird, man. I was like, honestly, it's weird because like uh, like so when I became Shia, I was like 15 years old, mm. and I just started coming to the community that we go to. Um, and just sitting in literally just sitting in lectures and there were so many Irish used to come and just and I just asked people what does this mean what does, what does this word mean yeah. what does that word mean and somehow I just picked it up I don't but know by the way he'll respond accurately yeah I know, I know. and then when, when they people... find out okay he's not Arab like huh I forget not being Arab before he's Iraqi but it's really fun by the way because now yeah. when I go to community sometimes when yeah. we're working yeah, 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 they'll yeah. be speaking Iraqi like behind my back they're thinking you don't understand I know what they're saying <laughs> and I won't say anything but before I leave we're like Yo, Matt, come on, take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop them like, quick. Yeah, I'll drop them like a quick. Where are you from? Well, we had the joke. We said we need to bring Nuri an Iraqi citizenship back in the day. Not if you remember. Jinsia. Jinsia. Yeah, yeah, needs it. Jinsia, Iraqi, yeah. Okay, I think it's been like a. Been an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's been interesting. I think it's given me a lot of food for thought. I think I appreciate, I appreciate a lot more now. I think I, I definitely appreciate those who. You know what hit me the most? Can I be really honest? Go on. What you said about feeling welcome in the community. Bro, I'm telling you, like, I never... F- and the thing is, like, I never realized this until I moved. Yeah. Like, I never I never realized how... And the thing is me, like, I even put Instagram posts about this. Like, I'm very... I saw that. I'm very comfortable being alone. I know. The lonely I, I posts. Travel, but you're, I, I, you're very... I love that. I travel alone. Like, I, I just, yeah, I'm yeah, okay yeah, with yeah. it. I'm happy. 
And even then, still get I get, I'm not lonely, but I get moments where I feel really lonely. And it's difficult because like, I know people there, I'll message them, like, hey, let's go out. Yeah, inshallah, bro. Yeah, inshallah, we'll set up. Inshallah, we'll let you know. Inshallah, inshallah. Oh, absolute, like, like just, just formalities and, and, and mujamalat. It's like, if it was me personally, again, maybe because I can see the other side, I get it. But like, if someone reached out to me a bunch of times, I said, hey, let's go out. At some point, mm. like, you know what? You get the hit. It's my God-given duty. Like, I've got to be a bit merciful. He's mm. obviously moved countries in a different world. Yeah. Let me try and, you know, let me be a bit merciful and, and act like the prophet mm. and, and, and try and welcome him, him in, right? But it doesn't exist. Mm. I, I'm, not, I'm, try, I'm, I'm not making a blanket statement. There are a lot of people that I, I do know there and that are good friends of, of mine. But it's like, I, I expect more from religious community. Yeah, I expect more. I expect, I expect a higher standard. I don't see that. And I know that even here we get lost in that as well. Because when I was yeah. living here, we're, you know how it is, you're lost in your work, you're lost in your kind of social circle, people reach out to you and you're, just, you're too busy for it, right? So I get the other side of it as well. But my mm. point is that we should really try and, you know, um, be more merciful to others mm-hmm. and be more welcoming to others, especially those, you go to the mosque, you see someone sitting by himself. Yeah, you see a river who's sitting by himself, go sit with him. Yeah. Like one thing I love, Mushtaba's uh, dad, I'll shout out, is, is that. Sayyid Riyadh al I'll never forget. Hakim when we used to go to Hussainia, and this guy, hey Siri, no, Sayyid Riyadh, not Siri. <laughs> when we used to go to, when we used to, when we used to, go to uh, Hussainia, I'll, I'll never forget, like, he would be the only guy sitting with the youth, like mm. age 13, 14, 15, just eating with them. That's mercy, bro. That's, that's lovely. You know, I've had like real conversations with him. Me with too. Mm. Me too. Mm. Like, but like, I see that now because, for example, mashallah, he'd say Riyadh passed on to his kids. Yeah. So Mushtaba, mashallah, he's training it's children. It's behind the scenes. Sorry. We have, mashallah, a very sparse age range <laughs> in the aftermath of Tim. Um, I'm just going to say, Nuri, on, in all honesty, I read that post. Although I don't feel lonely, but I, I really wanted to tell you you are not alone. God is always there with you. Thanks, God. You, never you, you messaged me. I think. I yeah. yeah, I did message you. But I was going to say, God is always with you. I was like, he, he should know No, but the thing is that, that that's the... So for me, I'm always like, okay, so the way I, my mind works is if I'm going through something, or something, mm. however big or small it is, I'm like, okay, what, what's the point of this? Mm. How am I trying to... So I realized the point of this for me is just to have a bit of... To work on God and have him as your best friend. Do you know what, Nuri? Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Yeah. I like that. Have God I've, as your best friend. That's it's, another same no, sort of thing, by the way, which I love. Beautiful. Him. Have God as your best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing and, is, you, you, and, and and be okay with 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 being alone. And it sounds really depressing to say, and I'm also. Uh, I, I, I'm sure there's millions. I, know, but I find it so weird. I'm saying the podcast. People might relate to it. Be yeah. okay with being alone. Be okay with people not replying to you. Be okay with people not like you know uh, inviting you out and and, and 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 calling you. Be okay with the fact that you might be a river in the community that doesn't accept you. Mm. It's tough. It's not easy. It's part of the struggle. It's, not, it's part of the struggle. Mm. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. And the thing is, so the reason I, I'm so vocal about this is because I never thought that this would be something that affects me. Because I'm very okay with being alone. Like I'm okay. like when I was living here, we never used to barely see each other once once every few months. And it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like I, I was okay. I was busy. So almost and stuff. every day. No, but before I moved no, after yeah, the channel, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we were, like we see one, once a few months That's and true. there's no hard feelings or anything. Do you know what? I think it's inspirational because you, from a young age, you were on a mission to find ilm yourself and to find the true path. You did that alone. You integrated into a new culture. You did that alone. You learned a new language. You did that alone. Of course, you moved to a new country yourself and all of those things you, you did and you were able to handle. And whilst doing that, of course, you're, you're an introverted person. So yeah. you, like you said, you're, as long as I've known you, which what nearly probably ten years, is uh, you've always been comfortable doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the th- again, but, like the, the the reason I'm vocal about, it, like I said, is because there's people out there that have it worse. Of course, than you. of course. And, and bro, when that, you go to the Hussein next time, like look for the people that are on the sides. That's what mm. I'm saying. You know, you asked me uh, when we talked earlier. I said that's what hit me because there's probably a lot of people 
who we don't realize because yeah. we're we're going to the same mosque we go to. I guarantee you, a lot of people listening to podcasts are in that position right now. This is what I'm mentioning. I'm sure, I'm sure. We have to be conscious. I mean, yeah. I met a brother uh, at my local center who I knew from university. Mm. I used to study in Birmingham. I was like, bro, what are you doing here? Because I moved to London. Mm. I was like, yeah, man, let's go out sometime. Never hit him Never up. Happened. Yeah. And See, that, that I used to now, do that as well. Yeah. That now, and of course, from, from my end, it may not have been conscious and definitely wasn't intentional, mm. but now that's become something which I've clocked. Yeah. It's become conscious to me. Yeah. So I think, inshallah, we all can... But you know, sometimes people's circumstances change, so they're not Naturally, always yeah. available. Let's yeah, be honest. yeah, yeah. No, so, so by the way, like I'll, I'll give a caveat. Like there needs to, Even on my part, there needs to be a big, like, you know, husna uh, band and understanding that people have those yes. situations. But I'm speaking about on a very general level. Of course. Mm. Of course. Like, be welcoming. Just be a nice guy. Yeah. Being, it, 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 it's, it's not that difficult. <laughs> I, don't, Honestly, I don't find that difficult. And it's not just with those who you've not seen recently or never met before. Even with your friends, like oh, checking on them. Bro, yes, simple. Be then. like the prophet. Yeah. What the prophet do? We thought, I'll see you later, bro. Walk away. He wouldn't do that. He'll always come and yeah, check on you. Bro, yeah. I, there's a story, again, from Sayyid Mustafa that I heard with the prophet. And this is a big thing. I, I will mention it in detail on this podcast. Let's send you back. Bring Sayyid Mustafa instead. But it's, it's about sticking to your word. Mm. Sticking to your word is a big thing. Especially yeah. for me. Like I try my, uh, whenever I can, whatever, however small it is, how big it is, stick to my word. Yeah, and he goes, the prophet, one time, he promised someone, he'll, he told someone he'll meet him uh, on a certain day, a certain time. He waited three days for him. No way. People told him, well, come come home. He goes, no, I give the guy my word. Mm. I have to be here. Right? And that's and so when, so when you tell someone, oh, I'll, I'll hit you up, I'll give you a call. Inshallah. And the last know. minute, they cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a, no, but that, that's a promise. Yeah, yeah you're that's right. That's a promise. Even me, people, some, people you, expect it. But sometimes I've been in situations where I've told someone, let's go out, and it's been so difficult for me to go. But I'm like, you know what? I gave you my word. I'm going to come. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if I lose money. I don't care if I lose because if you're not worth your word, then as a man, what are you worth? They say you know a moment on it by his time. By the way, so if you've given someone like I'm gonna see you at eight o'clock on that specific day, yeah, and you cancel I, I last wish, minute, I wish you didn't say the same. His time and his how word. many times you risk me about being late to the podcast? You're never late, huh? <laughs> no matter how late you are, you're still early. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. <laughs> you know, you know, said Ali. Mashallah, you're a patient guy. Said Ali. He's named rightfully so after Amir Mubnin. Amir Mubnin says what? He says, I'm patient until my patience gets tired of my, my patience. patience. Yeah. That's so it comes so out much, his gray hairs. Though, so much see. gray hair. <laughs> Every time I see him, he's got more gray hairs. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> cool. I yeah. think it's, been a, mm. it's been an interesting chronology of, yeah, yeah. Of, of talking points, but I think we've picked up a lot. We have indeed. We have indeed. When are you back to the UK? Back to the UK. I'm here in the UK right now. When are you coming back? Oh, in Charles. Because you're going back to the US. Probably like a few months. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Can we actually give like a date and time for you? No. <laughs> Make a, will will we see you? Will you come back onto the podcast? I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth. You'll, you'll see mm. me a lot. Inshallah. Mm. But trust me, I, I told everyone, like, when I was leaving, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, bro, let's be honest. We're going to see each other the same amount that, we, I, 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 that, that I saw you before we left. Well, you've been gone for a year. Yeah, I know. My you know what's crazy? I, I, my sister told me this. I left, I came back on the same day that I left the year. Huh? Without realizing, no Ajib. yeah, yeah, had no idea. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you and your family always, and keep doing what you're doing, man. Honestly, you've got family here, and I don't just mean, of course, your family. You've got us, and you know, we've built. I think in Ahlul Bay TV, we've built. Everyone is built. Oh, like God, a, this is literally a family. Yeah, that's it. Family. Mm. Every, we, Years we on, had I've got memories now. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well, I used to work right there in the office. Yeah, and you used to work. Mine was there. There. Say where was yours? Downstairs. 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 Tech room. <laughs> Where the magic happened. And we're still here mm. 20 years later. No progression. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, if you're um if you haven't already hit subscribe, we look at the statistics always. So we know how many of you are watching and haven't hit that subscribe button. But if you want to see more international guests, 
then please guys hit the subscribe button it means we can grow faster we can grow more and we can do more podcasts because that's the goal inshallah and if you guys have got any ideas what do you want to hear about drop that in the comment section below have you just moved to a new community how do you feel do you feel arabs are superiority have a superiority complex in islam do for example you feel that people don't give you their word do people promise you one thing and don't deliver this is what we want to hear guys we want to hear your honest and and, and um very very transparent feedback inshallah on the discussion and really on anything else you want to hear say anything dad just hit that subscribe button and if there's anything you want to add that we have missed out on this conversation leave in the comments and inshallah we can continue this conversation Lordy, with everyone thank you home. very much inshallah see you. until next time take me with you to the states come pay for my esther visa get my Actually, I need to get a full when i say visa. come by that means come it doesn't mean like <laughs> mujamalat i'm being come so will you take us Shalom. i won't take us i come i will try to get him to commit i'll, so I'll drive you to the hotel you, stick to your word <laughs> I'll take off lunch. Looking forward. Looking forward. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Wassalamu alaikum.